It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to building the game a documentary podcast today is monday august 22nd and you're listening to episode 534 as always i'm your host jason here today joined by a whole bunch of people um who've been at gen con recently those people are <laughs> ed wedding nate darty kelly hoagland and nicole amato I'm contractually obligated to say Nicole Amato in that way when when I announce Nicole. So, like um, I'm a professional wrestler, right? So, so normally I would announce the co-host first, but Nicole goes last because you can't follow that that uh, intro. That's okay. The co-hosts are the bread of the sandwich. <laughs> sure. Sure. That's a couple of heels. I think like we that. have an episode title. Um, so, <laughs> Um, so yes, yeah, so um, everyone that's been on the show uh, has everyone here tonight has been on the show. Uh, Kelly most recently was on just before Gen Con. We were prepping for Gen Con. Ed, you were on the week or two before that, um, yeah. talking about uh, the stuff you were working on. And Nate, you have been on maybe more times than anyone else over the years. <laughs> so possibly it's you. I, if I. I am way too lazy to go back and check because I keep awful show notes. So you have no idea who is on the show um, when you just look in the website, but I would bet you're in the top two or three people of returning guests who've been on the show. I'm the um, fifth Beatle. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would definitely not say like back by popular demand, but uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely you've been here a few times. So. Popular demand. <laughs> Nicole always back by popular demand. Um, it's what Nicole does. So well, hey, all thanks for joining me um, tonight. We just wanted to we wanted to get a chance to kind of recap um, Gen Con. We all went to Gen Con um, and uh, well, Kelly and I hung out a lot and had, you know, a lot of the same experiences. And we hung out with Nate a bit. Everybody here uh, kind of had their own things they did at Gen Con and we all did different things. And uh, and I thought, what a fun way after doing this with Geekway, where Geekway, we all kind of had mostly the same experience because we were together and also it's a lot smaller. Uh, but I thought it'd be cool to kind of get everyone's perspective of what they did to get ready for Gen Con, what Gen Con was like, kind of a, you know, a postmortem around like what, what we did with that. So yeah. So let's, uh, let's do that. Does that sound good to everybody? Sounds amazing. Yeah. Awesome. So um, yeah, let's start with talking about preparing for Gen Con. Um, I, I mentioned this before the show, uh, but Kelly and I are going to not talk about that because we did a whole episode on that. Uh, but Ed, what'd you, what'd you have going on getting ready? I know you worked at a booth at Gen Con. Right. Yeah, I worked in the Sea uh, Dog Game Studios booth. And uh, we normally... Oh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I think it was Kelly's hat based on the look on Kelly's face. <laughs> I, I'll be right back. She did that thing. <laughs> No, when where the cat climbs into a paper bag and gets caught on a handle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Here's I feel bad because I assumed right away Nicole. <laughs> that was just Nicole typing. I, I was like, oh, some garbage truck just rode by because you said your windows were open, Nicole. So I was like, oh, some garbage truck was obviously went by Nicole's window. Or Don't something. worry, the garbage truck was here at six forty-five a.m. <laughs> garbage truck. I feel that in Philadelphia, the garbage just flowed in the streets. Is that not how it that does. works? It does. But every like three weeks or so, they come and clean it up. Oh, street sweeper just comes through and just cleans it up. Yeah, for yeah. a big storm, it just washes away. I've been super sick the last couple of days, and on Sunday morning, Saturday night, I finally got some sleep. And do you know that Sunday morning, somebody was outside of my? They were working on the roof across the street at six thirty a.m. And literally at like six fifty, I finally like I was like, "Final get up!" <laughs> <laughs> Whew, all right, that well. was amazing. <laughs> Um, so Ed, Ed, you started to say what you were doing, and then insanity ensued. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry about that. So as I was saying, I, I worked in the Sea Dog Game Studio booth. Uh, now normally uh, I'm in charge of running uh, games for Sea Dog at Gen Con. Uh, they have two games 
Uh, one is Sail Power, which is an Age of Sail ship to ship combat game. Well, we call it open world. And then there's another one called uh, Tech Commander, which is big stompy robots versus infantry and, and uh, vehicles. And usually I coordinate the GMs on that. But because of COVID, uh, a lot of our GMs have kind of faded away. And so we just didn't have people this year. So I got stuck working in the booth, um, helping people, selling stuff. Sea uh, uh, Dog makes a bunch of 3D printed uh, game components, everything from RPGs to ships for cruel seas or for sail power or uh, the big stompy robots. They also have a, a whole side that is all pewter uh, jewelry, necklaces, rings, stuff like that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a wide variety of things that are all vaguely pirate or robot themed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nicole, how about you? So, Nicole, you didn't know you were going until... Right yeah, my, my plans were kind of all like, I'm, you know, I, I think I mentioned on the show before that I lost my job in May. So I've sort of been um, my life has sort of been uh, just basically chaotic um, without structure. I really do not flourish. <laughs> um, but yeah, so at the last minute, uh, so the weekend before ChedCon, my ceiling fell in in my shower. And so that was great. And they were like, so it happened on a Friday and my friend and I were down the shore and she was like, I'm just going to grab a quick shower. We went in my bath and we were like, what is that? And so we had to like call them, we could call the emergency and have them come out. And then at like 1030 at night, my friend was in the bathroom and the, the maintenance guys were on the third floor, like above mine. And she could hear them in the other bathroom saying, "Uh, I don't think that the shower is going to be fixed until Monday. And the other guy's like, well, is she, does she seem cool? (laughs) <laughs> and the original guy was like, well, she seems cool, but I think she wants to get a shower before Monday. <laughs> and like Kate came running in here and she was like, I just peed and I was trying to pee quietly so I could hear them talking. And I was like, what is happening? So <laughs> I spent the weekend at Brian Neff and Adriel Wilson's. And um, on Sunday, everybody was like, you know what? Just come to Gen Con. Let's just do this. So I went home Monday, got a shower in my working shower, packed my bags and left Tuesday morning with my friends. And I ended up working, um, Kickstarter had a, had like a room that was off the beaten path. It was in the, um, Indianapolis Marriott downtown. Denver with, room. Which man say that yeah. like 10 times fast and it's not with a mask on. It's not fun. Yeah. But yeah, I had a, I had a great time. I did not do much prepping. Um, I did laundry on Monday and got a shower in my own shower. <laughs> that was the extent. That off the beaten fat path is generous. That room was uh, quite a bit out of the way. I did. Yeah. There, I literally yeah. walked right past it and then asked someone and then they pointed and I realized that not only did I walk right past it, you were literally sitting right in front of it <laughs> and I didn't notice. Well, it's also tough. I mean, with masks on, it's so weird. It's, it's yeah, super it weird. Is, it's yeah. really hard to tell. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, Nate, how about you? So um, I did, you know, the usual prep of like hotel rooms and all that stuff. I got some prototypes together to bring. I didn't really do a lot with them. Honestly, I kind of enjoyed just enjoying Gen Con uh, without a lot of pressure. Um, I started masking like more seriously than normal about two weeks before Gen Con because I did not want to get COVID right before I left. And talking through a mask uh, all the time for two weeks, uh, especially in public places, I actually was starting to lose my voice before I even showed up to Gen Con uh, and then lost my voice completely at Gen Con. You Uh, sure did. And the, the kind of horrible thing about that, like for one thing, I didn't want to, prototype my or take out prototypes because I didn't have the voice to teach anybody anything but also I worked at a booth or not at the booth but I worked demoing a game um of, called endangered for grand gamers guild and so I had to three hours a day talk really loud in that demo hall to teach oh. the game so I, my voice would get better every evening and then every morning I'd waste it again um so part of my prep actually for the last few months was playing endangered so many times that I could teach it very easily. So that was kind of an interesting, like Mark at Grand Gamers Guild, he sent it to me 
oh gosh, probably in February or something. And I just played it and played it and played it so that I could teach it very smoothly. So that was kind of a different experience. Like when I would demo for AJ for Van Ryder games, you know, they, they would usually, we'd show up the day before and they'd take us through a couple run throughs um, where this was like, I had months to prepare. So that was kind of cool. Kind of nice. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't, for the preparing thing, I don't remember if Kelly and I said on the episode we recorded or not that we were able to get a room downtown, um, which shocked me. Um, and it wasn't even outrageously priced. It was actually a pretty normal priced room. Um, and uh, we showed up and they were like, hey, uh, you have two rooms. And I was like, well, I only booked one room. And we're like, oh, gosh, that's weird. And the lady's like, no, uh, there were supposed to be double beds, uh, but we ran out of those. Uh, so you each get your own room. So Kelly and I had our own rooms, um, wow. which was that was kind of nice. We hung out during the day and then like you actually just got to go back to your room and like chill out and sleep and stuff. And like like I, for one, never am in a place where there's no one else. <laughs> that was kind of cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was neat to contrast um, that. I we were right around the corner from you guys, even though we booked like way in advance, right? Um, and we had six people in <laughs> two, two queens and a pull out love seat. Um, All right, yeah, so I bet uh, yours was cheaper than ours was, though, putting it six ways. Yeah, exactly. I ended up, I think it ended up being $210 a person for the whole week. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. See, I was going to say that wasn't much more than Kelly and I paid, but then I realized we were only there for two nights. So, yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we came Wednesday night. So, I mean, we also had to pay 20 bucks a car a day for parking, but. Right, right. I, um, I have a tip for parking, and I'm sorry, builders, I'm not going to give it on the show. Uh, <laughs> We found the parking lot, but I will tell all of y'all afterwards. Um, so my car, I went to go into the parking lot uh, at the Sheraton um, and uh, my car was too tall oh. by about two inches. So what? What kind there, of car do you have? I, I have a Nissan um, Armada. It's, so it's, a, it's, it's, oh. it's, an es, it's about the size of an Escalade. Um, the, the height was 6'4", was the yeah. limit. Six it four. Was like, like it was real what? low. Um, so a so tall like, man can't stand comfortably in that right. in that garage. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? NBA basketball. I mean, I definitely can. <laughs> um, so so I was like, hey, I can't. You know, like my, I'm afraid to try and put my car in here. It might fit. Um, but like, I don't want to. You know, like I don't want to smash the top of my car. Um, because my car is probably about six 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 or so would be my guess. I've measured it before so that I knew for that type of thing, but I don't remember. Um, I might as well have not done that. <laughs> so, but I pulled up and I was like, there's no way my car is going in here. That's so, so weird. Um, so anyway, so here's the funny part. So, um, so the lady was like, I got you. Uh, and she wrote down a place. Um, and then I went there and that place was, um, that place was $12 a day. Nice. And wow. the hotel was $44 a day. Jeez. So yeah. I paid less than one day's worth. Uh, so from now on, and that place is a half mile from the convention center. It's easy to get to. I will 100% park there every year. Uh, but I'm not Stand advertising that place. I'm keeping it myself. If you're a listener and you want to know, just ask. I'll tell you. <laughs> Um, but there's no, no reason to advertise like it. A, send us on like a scavenger hunt to get the answer. Make this an art. It's not far from the Sheraton, and you can walk there from the convention center, only making two turns. Ooh. Is that those are true statements, right, Kelly? Be right back. I never went to your parking garage. <laughs> What'd you say? I never went to the parking garage. I, oh, but I told you where it was. I mean, like I, I told you it wasn't. Directions. So Kelly's like, I literally did not pay attention. <laughs> well, I mean, there was more than once we walked out of the hotel. He's like, "All right, let's go." And he went one of us. Like, I'm pretty sure it's this way. And he's like, "No, it's this way." <laughs> you end up walking like an extra ten minutes. To be clear, this is actually how the conversation went. Uh, let's go this way, Kelly. No, I'm pretty sure it's the other way. Are you sure? Because I, I really think it's this way. 
And Kelly's like, well, I mean, you know that I messed this stuff up with directions recently and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, yeah. so then we'd go my way and then he'd be like, this is the wrong way, Jason. <laughs> well, I mean, if you had a little more confidence in yourself, maybe I would have followed you. Kelly, I'm the, the second... same way. I'm I'm so often wrong that I'm just like, mm, I can't tell if I'm just vibing with this or if this is right. <laughs> but I was excited by the last day, um, which was our third day, you know, at the convention because we got there pretty early the first day. I was able to easily walk back to the hotel and my parking without having to think about it. And that made me feel smart. Mm. So Anyways, um, if you're willing to walk, there's cheap parking at there, and it's a it's actually a um, it's a garage, which was nice with seven foot clearance. Wow! Whoa. So, I could have had that and yeah, bungee corded Kelly to the top of it, and we still. <laughs> 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 um, oh my god! So, speaking of prep, uh, here's another tip that we found out: if you buy your tickets together as a group then you can buy multiple or you can reserve multiple hotel rooms under one thing. So like we each, all six of us had our own times. <laughs> My time was the earliest. So I was the one that got there, but I could only reserve one hotel room because I was only one person. And so luckily I found one with six that could have six people in it, but we would have probably preferred to have two hotel rooms and just split it three and three and be a little more comfortable. For sure, Yeah. But you can't do that if you're only like, like you have to have more people in your group uh, badges to be able to reserve more rooms. But then you only get one time though, right? Right. That, that's the gamble. Yeah. yeah. But like four person rooms are much easier to get than six person rooms. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So anyway, that's just something that maybe. Next so absurd. So absurd. Room. So yeah. you actually told them you had six people in your room? Do people, I didn't think people told them that. Yeah, I've seen a room one time with like eight of us, and I'm pretty sure they thought it was just a dude in the room. I'm basically a hotel <laughs> criminal. I never tell them the truth. <laughs> that one, we wanted actually enough space for 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 six adult men to somewhat sleep comfortably, so we not be stacked like cordwood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Ed, Ed, where'd you stay? We were in uh, was it the Union Station? Like right across. Mm, oh, I love that place like, uh, where like yeah. Crown Plaza is and stuff like that. Yeah, the Crown Plaza. There. Nice. Oh yeah. If you want uh, location, that, that is one of the that, best. It was perfect because we got it through the exhibitor block, so it was not an issue. We had a uh, room big enough for there were just four of us in the room. Uh, we <laughs> randomly ended up with two mini fridges. Because uh, wow, we ended up with zero. I wish <laughs> well, I had known that you had two. Know, one, one. I would have been like, this group just hoisted it." <laughs> we brought a bunch of you know cold cuts and stuff uh, to uh, keep food costs down. And the first fridge in the room, the door wouldn't stay shut, so we <laughs> called maintenance on it. What they did was they pulled the mini fridge out, just shoved it in a corner of the room, and brought another one in. Well, we're looking at it and like, well they left it over here and if we just prop it up a little bit the door stays shut so we just kill both of them double lunch meat for everybody yep pretty much <laughs> oh my gosh I, I did forget to mention the best best part about our hotel is it was just a block away from the best India Indian food in Indianapolis yeah that place is mm -hmm. great if you've listened to previous Gen Con episodes I am sure that we've talked about India Garden. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, can I go with you guys next year? Because I did not know that Indianapolis oh, had. Indianapolis. It's yeah. really good. It's called Indianapolis. Nicole, <laughs> right there in the name. So it's called India Garden. It's on like Delaware. It was so good. We, we ate there twice, actually. Oh, I'm so time, jealous. First time it's so good there. Early and we were the only people in the whole restaurant. Uh, the second, and I actually tweeted about it because I was like, I don't want this to go out of business or something. So yeah. <laughs> please go there. So the next time we went there, there were actually more people, mostly Gen Conners. Um, so yeah, I was, I was so busy. Made I literally Indian ate a Chipotle one day, and I I would have rather died than eat a Chipotle. I also ate it. Like I mean, this. it was a fifty-fifty shot when you eat a Chipotle. <laughs> you so. I also I also bought food from the hotel like like market it wasn't even the like 
restaurant it was like the little market and i got yeah. the saddest salad in the history of you did that too didn't you kelly yeah i got a couple things uh, there other than yeah. the bill along with that with the movie that didn't have a name next to it i'm just kidding about the last part <laughs> so, i'm hey. kidding about that okay he's not kidding well, he got he her own real big <laughs> no our hotel did actually have a really nice uh balcony by the pool to sit and chill and play games yeah. it did yeah. Which uh, leads us to the the best story uh, about that that we'll tell about Gen Con. I know I know that we haven't told Ed this. Mm. Uh, I do not think that we told Nicole, or did we tell you? I don't no. think so. Yeah, you Nicole. We told you this story. We told you. Did no, you it, 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 you won't remember. You can act surprised. It okay, happened so. after we talked to her because we <laughs> met up with her to go play test the games. It was when we were play testing games that the story happened. Yes, you're right. Because so yeah. Um, so who wants to tell the who wants to tell the story? We'll have Ed tell the story because he wasn't there. It'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I can tell the story about the um, the Crown Plaza pool because um, yeah. their chemicals were off, and I forgot my suit, so I just wore a pair of shorts, and they changed color when I got home. <gasps> <laughs> they are now this weird brown purple color, and they were gray. Awesome. For a second, I thought that story was going in a very different direction. Yeah. I forgot my suit Eight. and the chemicals were off. <laughs> so I just skinny dipped. Yeah. And now um, I'm, I'm brownish purple. Nobody wants to have shorts. Just to cut this whole part. Yeah. <laughs> Please. That would require too much editing. So, um, but no, uh, who wants to, does one of you want to tell the story? Sure. Or do so, you want me to tell the story? I don't care. The very first night, you guys, the two of you were out there. I this they, I was only there the second night. Uh, you know, pool closes, pool deck closes. The guy comes out, the worker. He's like, "Hey, everybody's gotta, you know, pool's closed. You gotta head in." Jason Kelly, you're out there playing games, and they're just like, "Hey, yeah, we gotta finish up our game and we'll head in." The guys, like, "Yeah, cool, no problem." So then the next night, I'm I come out to the Sheridan with them and it's a really nice deck. It's like ninth floor, so you get a good view, decent breeze. Uh, guy comes out at nine o'clock or ten o'clock, whatever time it was, tells everybody the pool's closed, and we're like, "All right, man, cool." And and this was a different worker, to be clear. Yeah, different guy. Um, and people are kind of slowly getting out of the pool, and we're kind of just slowly finishing up what we're doing. Guy comes back less than five minutes later with the security guard who is armed like he was going into Afghanistan practically. Like he was armed to the teeth, attitude like he was, you know, he, like vest, a bulletproof vest that for some reason said agent across it. Yeah, he was, <laughs> I forgot about that in the original no story, but that was there. He yeah. so wanted to be a police officer in the kind of way that we don't want people to be police officers. He wanted to be the police officer with like the Punisher sticker on his car. Right. Right. You know, the punishment sticker that has the thin blue line. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so he's, he was just like, you guys got to get out of here. Blah, 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 blah. And Jason was like, oh yeah, it's fine. We're, we'll get to it. You know, we just we didn't know the guy last night, you know, kind of gave us some grace period and all that. And the guy's like, what's his name? You know, what, what's that guy's name? And Jason's like, I don't remember. And even if I did, I'm not going to narc on the guy. Because <laughs> well, I like said, I don't remember. What did he look like? I, I don't remember. Did he have glasses on? I'm like, dude, I'm not going to narc on him. Like, come yeah. on. Like, he was nice to us. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So that was fun. That guy was just, and I get like downtown Indianapolis. Like we, I, funny enough, I went back to my hotel and my friends were playing in the breakfast room. And at 10 o'clock, the security guard came in there. And he also had a gun and everything because it's downtown Indy. Um, but, like, he would just walked in and was like, hey, fellas, the sign says it's closing at 10. Can you wrap up? And we are just like, yeah, we'll be out of here as soon as we can. And that like, sounds completely reasonable. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that, that didn't take a whole lot of energy to be, you know, human. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Kelly so just, wild. Oh, wait, go yeah, ahead. I, say I, something, I, Kelly? Oh, I was going to say, I had actually more than one interaction with that security guard while we were there. Because uh, I saw him several times. I had to borrow a pair of scissors to finish a prototype. And he was there talking to the uh, the host, whatever the person's name is at the counter. And concierge. I was trying to... Concierge. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> was talking to the concierge. And... <laughs> You're rolling your R's. 
he's fancy. Okay, I'll finish the story. Pinky up. Um, no, and he was just shooting me dirty looks and whatnot while I was trying to just make small talk because horde. And it was like, hey, here's the scissors. You didn't have to get the cops involved, that sort of thing. And he's like sitting there, like glaring at me the entire time. And every time I passed him, I'd try to like nod just to get a read on him because, you know, be, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went back down to go buy a beer after that whole event. And he was standing there, of course, talking to the lady at the counter. And I was like, hey, man, sorry about the confusion earlier. And he was like, oh, man, it's all right. It's not a big deal. If I was really upset, I could have just, you know, kicked you all out of the hotel, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right, man, well, thanks. And he's like, well, yeah, I just really wanted to know who the person was so we could tell him, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I mean, we said an employee said the thing. You know who works there. You could just figure it out. It's not like we have to tell you. And he got that, like, blank look on his face because I don't think he thought that through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have processing, records. Processing, processing. Yeah, you know who. All you heard was like window shutdown noise. Yeah, so then I turn to pay for my beer, and he just pulls out his phone and goes back to swiping. And I realize what he's doing is shopping for guns while he's talking. (laughs) I was like, "Yeah, "Yeah, you." Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what happens with all that because uh, uh, after complaining on the survey they sent and getting a response of. Thanks for making us aware of the situation. We appreciate it. Have a great day. And I was not pleased with that. So I called corporate and lodged a formal complaint about him. Uh, Cause that was just uncalled for. Like, I mean, like, yeah. like he was like that threatening. He like, was, threatening. yeah, he was trying to be menacing to us. He really was like, and he wasn't good at it, but like, like Kelly, like Kelly, you made a comment about like, he was like, like, like some like active shooter just like waiting to happen. Like he was right. like, I mean, the guy did not seem like he should be the person there with a the gun. And I, I'm all for having like a guard, like in the lobby, like uh, that is appropriate in my book. I mean, not everybody may agree, but I don't have a problem with that. Like yeah. there've been a lot of bad things like this that have happened, you know, like, but that person is there to stop like violence from occurring. And that person should be calm, level headed, uh, and you know, not like attempting to like menace the guests who were at the pool too long. Also, yeah. as I did point out when I lodged that complaint was that the signage specifically stated that the pool closed at nine. It did not say anything about the terrace. If the terrace is enormous, the pool was maybe 20% of it, like in one side, the rest of it was just this huge terrace you could sit on. So like, I, that like, wasn't I don't clear how. No, yeah. no. So I don't like. Yeah. So anyways, I, um, and the lady I talked to at Marriott was at least very disturbed by the story and was concerned. So I'm hoping that, you know, like maybe somebody does something about the dude, but who knows? I, I did find out why that's all closed when I was down there talking to the con- concierge and all that. Um, I apparently... think you meant the concierge when you were getting the scissors. <laughs> concierge. The concierge. Yeah. Concierge. Uh-huh. It's not like you've been drinking the calls. You guys are gonna find hey. our French listener. <laughs> Did you say our French listener? Desolé. Just one. Desolé, mon ami. Desolé. Um, no, um, no, apparently the lighting is crap up on that deck. And so, with it being a ninth floor and they're not having a very good railing up there because it's only like waist high, they close it down so nobody like walks around and falls off the edge. That's fair. Uh, what? I, yep. Well, I feel like there are better ways to solve that problem. Like, <laughs> if the railing is too low Put for in the railing. dark, maybe yeah. it's too low for people running around by a pool, like unsupervised. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing sounds like a death trap. Or <laughs> really does. maybe more lighting could be an option. Right. <laughs> yeah. well, or probably, just a slightly taller fence. Mm-hmm. We probably have. Spent way too much time and brain space on this uh, this part of Gen yeah. Chat. So, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so um, let's talk about some good stuff. Like, what were uh, what were people's uh, what was your favorite new thing you saw at Gen Con? Uh, I got to play Pathfinder Second Edition. Yes. Oh, what? Is, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is podcast gold, everybody. <laughs> All right, so, so. Ed is holding a device that looks like almost like a bubble, but I think it's made out of like 
it's it's like mylar diffraction grating. It's it's very thin strips. Whoa. It's attached at the top and bottom. The bottom is you can slide it so you can make it different. And if you spin it, if you get just the right uh, spin, it looks like a soap bubble. Yeah, it definitely it does. Cool. So basically, it looks like Ed is spinning a bubble, but it's actually made out of strips of metal. Uh, yeah. and it's, it's the like, it's like really thin cool. plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you find that at Gen Con? This was at the Game Right booth. They um, had these, and then they had little ones that you women could wear as earrings. But I never saw any women wearing, never saw them as earrings. They always had them up in their hair, and it looked like uh, mouse ears. Okay. If you were like from like the Exorcist, and you're like head was spinning around, those earrings would be like dope, looking like soap <laughs> bubbles. Well, they just they were just like, just like little soap bubbles sitting in their hair, face. and I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> I hope it was worth it. That's very cool. That's very cool. I love how easily distracted we all are. Yeah. Um, I can throw out a game thing. So the, my two favorite things that I got at Gen Con were Blockness, uh, which is a oh, wonderful uh, kids game. It looks game. so cool. It's, a, it's not a kids game, but it's it's a family game like you can play with your kids where you are um, – uh, you are Loch Ness monsters trying to block each other on this grid, um, but it's like actual like physical plastic pieces that are shaped like sea monsters coming out of the ground uh, or out of the water, out of the ground. What is this? Tremors. Um, but, um, so anyways, uh, stampede. Um, but anyways, so like uh, that game is is fantastic. I love it. Um, the kids really like it. Had a great time playing that a few times. Um, the other game that I really, really enjoy, um, I picked up was called Downtown Farmer's Market. Um, those are both from Blue Orange. Um, so Kelly and I played Downtown Farmer's Market, and it's basically like, it reminds me a lot of Point Salad. Um, it reminds me a lot of Point Salad, um, but uh, the, uh, the, goals, the, the goals you're trying to achieve never change throughout the game. Um, and you're playing this grid of, of tiles to build your farmer's market. Um, but the actual real gem of that. So my wife and I played it and she was like, it's like, and Kelly, you tell me what you think about this. Too. It's, it's heavier than you would think it is. Like the strategy is, yeah, is, is tough. Cause you're trying to score things in two rows and every tile you place is into, you know, it's in an intersection between a row and a column. Um, so like it's, it was a little heavier than we expected. Well, at the end, I happened to see this thing called young shopper mode. And the young shopper mode is you just take away the challenge cards and instead take turns drafting to build a 16, you know, a four by four grid where you score one point for whatever the highest um, number you have in a row is of an item. So the, the if, if in a column I have five milk and four is the next best thing I have of eggs, then I score five points for the milk in that column. Um, and if I had in one column, the best thing I have is three bread. I get three points in that column. That mode is actually, I feel like the better version of the game. It's so fast to play. You can play it in about five to 10 minutes. Uh, the kids get it. Uh, my wife and I just, when we want to just play something like super quick and like not difficult, it's perfect. Uh, but there is still some brain burning pieces to it. It's just, there's no AP, which I know, Kelly, you and I both felt a little bit of AP in some of the spots in that game where you were like, what do I draft? And like in the real version of the game, you draft uh, a card. Um, uh, you uh, you draft a card and then, I mean, a tile, you draft the card and then you uh, discard another one that the other person would have been able to get. So it's just, it's a lot of got to play pathfinder second edition for the first time i've i've long played pathfinder and i really enjoy it so that that's the rpg basically DD, but slightly different and then you know i've been playing a lot of DD fifth edition but i hadn't got a chance to try second edition pathfinder and, and a lot of people say it's like it's the bat it's the best compromise between pathfinder which tends to be a little bit more number crunchy but a lot more open to being able to do a whole lot of customization versus D&D, which is not as numbers heavy, but also a little bit more, uh, you're on set, a set of tracks a little bit more. There's not as much customization. So it was really nice. And we did, the me and my friends did the thing we do every year, which is Saturday night, they have a big game where it's like 40 different tables and each table is its own game, but you're all playing 
various versions of the same scenario. And one table might be only first through third level characters. Another table might be fourth through sixth level. But then depending on how many tables succeed at the at whatever quest, that adds up to an overall success for the whole room. And then various things are unlocked based on that. This year, they, though, they did something interesting. It was actually hybrid. They had about 20 tables playing virtually on top of everybody in the room. So that was really interesting. And that one's always fun just to like, I don't know. It's just a very fun communal shared experience. But that was kind of the one of the highlights for me is getting to play that system because I, I didn't want to like go out and buy all the books mm-hmm. and read all the books and make up a campaign just so I could play the rules. I was like, I want to need... I need a place where I can just sit down. Somebody hands me a pre-generated character and I ask questions as I play. <laughs> and that's what I did. So that was one of my awesome. Things How sure. about you, Ed? Uh, yeah, I unfortunately didn't get out to play any games just because I was pretty busy in the booth. Um, we only had four or five of us. So I could wander around the hall and, and, and do a little shopping, but I didn't get out to play anything. The only other thing I, I picked up was... Uh, a you know giant yeah. bag of parts from mm-hmm. Game Crafter. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No bag, so I get fifty percent off. Was that like a prepackaged bag yeah. then? No. Oh no. And that was you still, go around oh, and because you filled uh, the whole bag, so they get fifty percent off. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like it's like yeah, old they, candy store yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they had candy. Candy. It's, it's a great idea. <laughs> and I. Yeah. Put it right in your mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I filled the bag like two thirds and weighed it, and it was going to mm-hmm. be sixty plus bucks. And I was like, "Okay," but if I fill it all the way, it's fifty nice. percent off. So I only paid forty. Nice and got more stuff. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no. There, yeah, there right. are bits. I mean, they yeah. are like if you just need a few things, like for mm-hmm. specific for a game, it's super cheap. Oh, yeah. If you need a it's lot, bad. it's it's expensive. But like, oh, yeah. I mean, you've got like probably ten games worth of yeah. stuff there, easy for like. Yeah, so and oh, I, I find those very easy. inspirational yeah. to be able to just grab all the stuff and be like, all right, what am I going to do with this? Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the last third of the bag was just, well, that looks interesting. I don't have a game for those, but right, I'll, right, I'll right. take them yep. anyway. Kelly, what about you? Um, let's see. Not having to share a room with you was great. <laughs> Tell me um, about it. If I could have not shared a room with me, I would have not. <laughs> but it was difficult. That's why I drink. Um, no, uh, well, getting to play test the games is obviously a lot of fun. I also got to take in a few interesting talks. Uh, you and I both went to the one on advocacy on Thursday. Mm-hmm. That was great. And then I also yeah. went, went to one on mental health and gaming and in general and geek culture and the like, and okay. it kind of turned into a big workshop where people were talking about their own traumas and what they're going through and how it impacts how they interact with people. It's kind of. It was a lot more intense than I was expecting, but it was a good talk. It was good. What kind of attendance was that? I mean, the the mental health one was pretty full. It was in one of the the work rooms, the uh, the cl- the smaller rooms down at the bottom of the stadium. So it was maybe thirty people, maybe forty people in there. So decent attendance. That's a great turnout for a seminar. Though. Oh yeah, that's like you never know what those. Yeah, so it was pretty pretty interesting. They actually had a therapist there talking, and the person there actually ended up being from St. Louis. She is a, a former teacher and now works as DEI consultant for Stonemeyer. Um, I think it's oh, cool. Lydia Ray is her first name. I'm completely blanking on her uh, last name. I bet it's Waymeyer. Um, um, some... Pretty sure it's Waymeyer. Oh. Lydia Ray Waymeyer. Oh, do you have that card? Yeah, that's right. I you're making that up. <laughs> it's really convincing. No, no, no. I was like, I thought I thought you were making like a Stonemeyer Oh, joke. no. No. Right. Like, oh, her name's Windmeyer. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that yeah. was a terrible just, joke. Just destroy yeah. the whole vibe before we get that. Same yeah. <laughs> just kill the spirit. Okay. Well, see you guys later. <laughs> well, how about you? Why don't you kill it more with your favorite things? <laughs> um, well, I went to Oink Games, of course, because mm. there are a few things I was missing. And, um,. One of them was, sorry, listeners, you can't see this, but it's this little water bottle that's way tinier than I thought did, it was Did you not see it before and, you, like, uh, when you bought it? Were you not like holding it in your hand? Oh, I 
Oh, so here's the thing. I just go to their website like once a month and just buy everything that I don't already have. And so I had seen it on the website, but it didn't look that tiny on the website. So seeing it in person, I was like, oh my God, it's so small. Um, so yeah, so I bought all the games I was missing. And then I also went to Pelgrane Press, mm-hmm. which I had never mm. been to before. And I got their book. Uh, there's one book called Seven Wonders and a book called Gods, Memes, and Monsters. And I picked up both mm. of those because they just looked way too tempting. And then I was like, no more buying leave this floor immediately because i was like i'm hungry and tired and i want to buy everything so that's all the stuff that i bought i didn't play any games which is wild i usually play like a ton of games when i mention come but i didn't play anything so i i spent the least amount i've ever spent on games at a gen con or at any con for that matter i think it totaled up to 68 dollars wow um, I only got three games, well, four, but one was free. I And I didn't actually even buy anything for myself. I bought something for my wife and something for each of my boys. Nice. Uh, and that's it. And then I got yeah. a eBay game for free, but I, well, I'll get to that story. But So uh, I will say Ghost Love Candy was a Danny Divine game that came mm. out. It was like kickstarted by Fifth Street Games, and then they went bankrupt, and Steve Jackson bought up the... Uh, they did a really great thing. They actually, the, the games are sitting in a warehouse, not delivered because Fifth Street went under. So Steve Jackson bought them up and shipped them out to everybody. And I love the game. It's one of my wife's favorites. She loves Halloween. It's just a fun, fun game. 25th Century got the license for it somehow, or I don't know what the whole backstory is there. They put out Ghost Love Candy 2, T-O-O. And I was like, well, yeah, this is an auto buy. Um, yeah. It's actually got the full game in it plus like a whole bunch more kids you're basically your ghost trying to haunt these kids to steal their candy uh and if you if you want them too much Mm -hmm. they get scared and that's negative points to you at the end of the game anyway but like i just opened it up and and the kid cards are actually like tarot size or at least oversized so that's really nice and and the candies are now cardboard bits instead of tiny cards and so it looked really fun. It was only 25 bucks, and I, that was an easy buy. Yeah. Um, and I got Corin, my older one, a starter Pokemon set because he's really been starting to get into that. And I can't remember the third game I bought right now. Um, but the good fun story is I was demoing Endangered, and Jason was right next to mm-hmm. me demoing Tirnanog. Uh, it, and I'm not just saying this because he's here. It's a great game when it comes to Kickstarter in March. Back it. It's it's a wonderful game. I I played it way way long ago when it was just a tiny prototype, and <laughs> but like I watched the demos and everything, and it looks like fun. And the theme is just, I, I'm Irish, so of course I got I loved the theme. It's about like Irish fairy tale storytelling, but it just anyway. Um, so while we're sitting there demoing, right near us is this eBay game. And oh yeah, I saw that game. It starts around that the game's free. All you have to do is go play test, and they just give you a copy of the game. Um, I don't know what the deal was. It was some marketing company. Like I think they were more about getting their name out there as a marketing thing as than an actual game, you know. So I'm sitting there and I'm flipping through Twitter, and Chris Michaud, friend of the show, and somebody who's been on maybe one of the people that might have been on more times than me. Um, <laughs> Chris is like, oh my God, I see that this game, somebody please get me a copy. And I was like, dude, I am literally sitting 30 feet from this thing. (laughs) As soon as I'm done demoing, I'll just go do it. So I went over there. I played the game. It was actually pretty fun. Whoever designed it really put in some effort to designing it. It wasn't just a throwaway game or anything. I actually won, surprisingly, because I don't like eBay and I don't like bidding games. Um, and this was sort of a half bidding and ha- like blind bidding, half market manipulation, like buying and selling. So it hit the theme right on. Um, so I got that game and I actually just mailed it off to him today. Um, so like I ended up with four games and none of them for myself, but I, it kind of, um, I was telling Jason, we, you know, Matt Loomis a long time ago used to say new games are for new gamers. And I never really believed him. But I think I've hit that point where I walked around the vendor hall and I saw some cool stuff, but there wasn't a whole lot out there that for me that was just like, oh, my God, what the heck is that? I've never seen anything like it, you know. So it was like a little harder for me to 
get into something or justify buying something because I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of like this game I already own. <laughs> and so it, I, my my now I'm more like if I'm going to buy a new game that's kind of like a game I own, I should get rid of the game I own and buy the new one and sort of mm-hmm. keep the cycle going. But so, yeah, surprisingly, I didn't buy that much and uh, I was OK with that. But I did see Block Nest. Talk about good. It's got such presents. good table. It looks so mm-hmm. good. It looks really cool. It looks amazing. Um, all right. Well, I, so one of the things I wanted to touch on a bit um, here before we're done, and we, we may have some other things to chat about too, but I was going to be like, what's your worst thing that happened to you at Gen Con? But um, like we, I already told my story that was cruddy uh, that Kelly and Nate were both involved in. Um, but uh, So we don't have to focus on that. But uh, I was curious, you know, like I – I know we all went in probably with different levels of anxiety, but as I've talked about on the show, like I was really, really anxious about going to Gen Con and being around that many people. Um, and Gen Con, I think for the most part, did a really good job of making people follow the rules, especially in the vendor hall and the demo hall. Outside of that, like in the hallways and stuff, there were plenty of jerks walking around with no masks on trying to look smug and cool. Um, but like I... I still found it really weird to be there with so many people like that was that was a lot of people. Um, and so what's that? 50,000. Yeah. 50,000. 50,000. Yeah. And the 50,000. Wow. Which is, yeah, that was the count. Level last year, but usually yeah. it's yeah, 70, 70 is, so. it was the yeah. record, I think, for um, the 50th. Yeah. The one that sold out. The sold out um, one a couple years ago. Yeah. 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 So, so oh, like God, for me, so I felt like people. it Jesus. was, um, you know, I felt like it was, uh, um, it was better than I thought, but still fairly <clears throat> anxiety inducing. Uh, and you know, I, Kelly and I, we both took quite a few yeah. breaks. Like even when we weren't hanging out, I'd be like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm back at the hotel. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do that too. And it was just kind of nice to like be able to go back and take a break. Um, but yeah, I was just curious how everybody else kind yeah, of felt I- about that. Well, yeah, I was also pretty anxious, not just even going back to the hotel. I took advantage of the the quiet room again that they've got set up, and it's surprisingly empty. Uh, like, there's every time I've been in there, there's fewer than 10 people, so it's pretty nice. Uh, go and chill and decompress from being around everyone. Uh, it's pretty good. But no, between we had that, that big meeting we had with that publisher and all of the people, my anxiety was, like, really high all weekend. So being able to bounce back to the hotel was really nice. But the people always make me anxiety. Like the last time I was at Gen Con, I also took advantage of the uh, the quiet room, even though there was no COVID. There was just a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't. I probably should have been more anxious. Like I said, I masked up a lot more leading up to it. And I was very conscious of masking uh, inside in any space, even the hotels, which once you got outside the convention center, it was the mm-hmm. wild west. Yeah, for sure. Um, like back in our own hotel, it was silly for six guys who were going to sleep in the same room and breathe each other's air to mask around each other. And, um, yeah, you, you know, can't mask it, in while you're asleep. That's just so we're asleep. I'm right. right. just like so, blowing my air everywhere. Um, right. <laughs> What'd you say, Ed? When we're down in the same here, I, I have a CPAP and earplugs. Yeah. I mean, oh you know. God. When we were down in the breakfast room area, we didn't mask, which we probably should have. But and it's funny, like there's our group were from three different states. So like mm. even worse in that respect. But I think we were all fairly as cautious as we felt we could be and understood and accepted the risks. Uh, I was really happy with Gen Con. And how often do we ever say that we're happy with the actual organization of Gen true. Con? It's true. Almost never. So I'll say I was very happy. The, the lines were really confusing to get your bracelet, your, your little uh, oh, wrist. So yeah, the, yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, I, I actually, and uh, funny enough, yeah. we went Thursday or Wednesday night, and because of the line was going one way and then they shifted a different way, I ended up in, like cutting, off, not on purpose, but just getting in the right place at the right time, and it only took me about 20 minutes. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was a long line, uh, but it moved relatively quickly and, and it wasn't a big deal and you got your wristband and it was good to go. And the Gen Con employees were actually pretty decent about it, and volunteers. Like when they were walking around, if they saw someone without a mask, they would actually approach them and say something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I generally, I was, I, 
mostly happy with that. I didn't see, yeah, I, you know, there were the people in the hallways that didn't want to do the right thing, but for the most part, people were pretty courteous about it. So I felt as comfortable as I felt I could have been in that environment. That This was my fourth convention since lockdown. Mm. So I went to Unplugged, mm. which was which was pretty small. I went to PAX East, which was shockingly not crowded, and I went to Unpub. So this was like definitely the biggest one in in definitely the reddest state. <laughs> so that was like, yeah, yeah, it, it was. It felt a little stressful. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, Ed. Please. Oh. Um, yeah, I was going to comment on the uh, the getting the wristbands, the the vaccine check line. We went uh, Wednesday afternoon. And it was already snaking all over the second floor. But, I mean, I think we were in line maybe 30 minutes. It didn't take very long. They, they really booked through. Um, I heard horror stories from later, but um, I, I, I kind of approve on how quickly they could get it done. Now, I think I went to Origins also, and I think their vaccine check was much, much faster than Gen Con. But... I think it, I don't know what the count of Origins was um, compared to Gen Con. I think it too was timing based because like when Kelly and I got there, we spent more time walking the snake line back and forth than we actually did doing anything else there. Like Mm -hmm. literally we walked back and forth and back and forth and and we literally walked up and they checked our thing and let us go. So um, yeah, Mm -hmm. so I mean, I'm sure it was just the timing. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was frustrating. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you know, like if you had a big line for that, mm-hmm. cause like, Hey, we're going to check your vaccine, which is great, but we're going to make you stand real close to people while we do it. It's going to be great. That <clears throat> yeah. was the stressful yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like, until you've got your, but I, I, as, as somebody in my party pointed out, like if you're going to stand in two hour in a line for like, you know, 90 minutes or whatever, you're not going to stand line and for 90 minutes to get to the front line and go, right, oh, no, true. I'm not yes. vaccinated. I forgot <laughs> yeah. my car. You're vaccinated. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a fair point. Um, the lines were pretty quick. Kelly, you got in the will call line. Um, I was shocked yeah, that how fast was actually that was. Quicker because the vaccine yeah, it was a, if it was around the corner, it was about 10 minutes. And that was, that was it. It was pretty pretty amazed by how fast because i went over to the press room to get my uh press badge and like that was great because when i went there was literally no one i walked in it was just the one lady there and she just was like what's your name and i showed her my id and then she gave me my badge it was that simple um and then you were like like i was gonna go check something out and i turned around and you were like oh i'm I'm already done i was like oh my gosh like wow so yeah so that worked out real well so, yeah, I mean, yeah, A-plus for Gen Con's organization. Um, I, and I was curious, you working at a booth, like, how did you feel? You know, we said there were 50,000 people there. How did you feel about the booth traffic? Was mm-hmm. it, did it feel like regular Gen Con to you? I mean, it felt a little lower than okay. yeah, 2019. Um, but in 2019 i was running right, games so right. i wasn't in the booth all that much but i do remember the booth being busier than this year um i mean that said um they okay. did decent okay. sales i mean it, that's it, good to hear that's the, good. the sales were real good um we, i did they hear were that a from a couple worried. different people i think yeah. people were hungry for yeah i heard from mm-hmm. um, i happen to see goods. helena Capel. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I walked up and said hi to her and she um, said, I asked how their booth was doing it. I mean, it was nuts when I walked up to it and she said they were doing awesome. It was a great show. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, I know Mark sold out of um, endangered for his Friday stock. Right. I assume right. he had stock for each day, but I, one day he sold out of a lot and I, uh, we had, we played Longboard, which is a, a new Rainier Kinesia game from 25th century. I, I love everything 25th century does. They're just a great company and they're hitting some good games. Um, but we played it and then one of the guys went back to, he wanted to buy his own copy and they were sold out. And Oh, wow. It's happened with Kelly when you went back to buy farmer's market and they were out of it. Yeah. 
they they were sold out of that, so I picked up Planet because I had played that before and enjoyed it and hadn't. Uh... Mm. What was the name of that one, Nate? Longboard. Longboard. Thank you. It, it's a fairly light. I like Kinesia, so yeah, it's a fairly light, very Kinesia game. Um, some fun, a fun bit of take that you're trying to build surfboards taller and taller and. I figured it was about surfboards. Okay, that sounds really cool. You can you can pick from the deck, or you can swap with somebody else's like prep area. Interesting. Yeah, it was it was easy. Yeah, farmers market sounds cool too. Oh, I think I already. Sorry, I hope you can't hear me typing. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't hear you typing at all, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I need to have a separate quieter keyboard on the side for when I'm podcasting. <laughs> Any other Gen Con stuff anybody wants to throw out there that uh, stood out to you or that you want to talk about? Well, I was going to say, I got kind of a funny booth story. Oh, yes. Those are good. Uh, the Sea Dog booth was, it was a 10 by 20 and it was on the end of a row. Yeah, you, and, had a good, you had a pretty good spot there. Yeah, well, they've been doing it for years, so they have a lot of priority points. Nice. So they get nice. up to the front of the, the hall, which is really good. Um, and because of the way the booth was set up, we had like an open corner on the one side and people kept cutting across that corner. Oh yeah. Well, now I was not there when they were setting the booth up. I was dealing with getting in the hotel and uh, dealing with vehicles, but they had put those foam tiles down uh, on the concrete and they had double layered it just so we had like nice you know more cushiness it was really nice to walk on the problem was every time somebody would cross that corner they were expecting a single layer and they would catch their foot <laughs> and they kept well first off they kept kicking the top layer and it kept shifting oh so then we had some we had bright orange duct tape and we taped it down so people would notice nope they kept tripping oh my god we had people almost face plant oh, they, they were <laughs> By Sunday, we had started making check marks on the duct tape for how many people we had tripped. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, let's play Gen Con Bingo. Or yep. we can just, yeah. <laughs> Almost see someone face plant. That's, yep. that's going to be one of them. I appreciate the direction that story went in because I honestly thought you were going to like, I wasn't there when they set up and the people were doing yeah. this and I was like, you know, Hey guys, maybe we could just put some product there to make it. So they had to walk mm -hmm. around, but you guys were like, no, let's just, yeah. let's just, <laughs> that's just how many times these dummies trip. We had a chair. We kept trying to move it towards that corner just so that personal space would No, People were, I mean, people were like walking six inches, six inches from my face. That's, that's annoying. Yeah. So we just, so we made the best of it. It was great. I try very hard to not walk through booth areas with the exception of the huge game studios that have the big, like what? open booths. Oh yeah. And yeah. they like take up too much space. Like, you know, it's like a 50 by 50. Or so. I will walk dead through those because those just the annoy me. Carpet. Yeah, well, yeah. And it, it's frustrating. I was saying to Kelly, and I understand that, like, this is done to, like, make you shop more. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just want to go back and forth down the line so I don't miss anything, right? Oh, yeah. But you can't because they, they have these huge booths there. So, because, um, like, with a booth like yours, at, you just cut over, look at the two booths yeah. there, and then step back and go. But with, like, the big ones, you can't. Um, right. And I was feeling they, kind they break of... break up either one of the rows or one of the columns. Yeah, yeah. So... And I just always feel like I've missed something cool. But the one thing I will say this year is I did feel like they put more of those booths near each other so that it was easier mm. to just like ignore, ignore those booths. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, those are the games like in general that like I can find those anywhere. Right. Like I like to find mm -hmm. the stuff at Gen Con that I can find at Gen Con. And yeah. like mm -hmm. that used to be like the thing when I, st I started going to Gen Con in 04. Like, and um, like I remember like finding games there that you knew you'd never, if I don't buy this game right now, You'll I will never, never see, see this game again ever yeah. because it's like this company spent all their money to get this booth mm -hmm. and to produce this product. And they're not going to sell enough to like keep producing product, but I, it looks cool and I want it. Um, though I will say one of the first years I was at Gen Con, um, it was, it was, it was like 2008 or something like that or 2009. I saw a little booth with these like random dudes in it and they had this game. Uh, they had done all the artwork for it. It was the superhero game. 
was like, this game's kind of neat. And I'm like, this is never like, we'll never hear from this again. That game was Sentinels of the Multiverse. So um, <laughs> it did, it did do a few things. If you've heard of it. Um, St. Louis. Yeah. Also from St. Louis. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, so I just Truman thought that State. was, what'd you say? Uh, Chris went to Truman State. Ah. Same school I went to. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyways, uh, so there were some exceptions obviously to that rule, but um, yeah. I just like that. Yeah. So now, like when I go to Origins, I feel like that where you're seeing things. I always like, start in like there's thirty co- thirty rows or columns, I guess, because mm-hmm. it goes from zero to three thousand. Mm-hmm. Right. I always start at three thousand. There's thirty. There's only thirty. Yeah. 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 And it, like that's the 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 higher the number, the smaller the booth, the smaller the publisher. Typically, the big people are up in the. Yep. the lower yep. number so i always start at three thousand because i yeah, want to see same. Games first because uh, it's like yeah i can i can see the stuff over in a hundred in target <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah or at my local game store right like you know right right or online if i need to right like you have multiple right. ways to get those games mm-hmm. um i walked like half the floor on thursday and i was like i walked 14 million rows yeah. I can't. I, I can't live anymore. I, it I does like, feel like more than it is. Yeah. I just split it into two chunks, <laughs> and I, I, I think Jason, Kelly, and I all had the same talk about how we wanted to do the entire exhibit hall on Thursday because that's when the least amount of people would be in that's there. Why I did it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to walk in there Friday or Saturday when it's like, you know, yep. elbow to elbow. Yeah, we did it Thursday. I, I just can't do and it. Then man. Some I, on Friday. I get halfway through yeah. and I'm like, I need to plank. I'm yeah. like directly on the on my face for 20 minutes. I wouldn't do that in yeah. the vendor hall. That carpet is really dirty. Yeah, yeah I did it. I went, to, I went to a fancy booth and I did it. Though you yeah. could do that if you went to Ed's booth and tripped and just face planted on their, <laughs> on their carpet. Just let me lay here for 20 minutes, please. And then they would just put check marks on you. For yeah. Yep, yep. Somebody tripped over you. <laughs> Why are there check marks in the back? You're like in permanent marker. Well, well, I laid down for about 20 minutes. No, let's be honest. You look at it go, ooh, new tattoo idea. New tattoo. <laughs> I do have to say that, like, the idea that somebody would lay down in the middle of a super busy floor and just plank and or take a nap and be, like, that inconsiderate still sounds not even in the top 10 of inconsiderate things I've seen people do walking the vendor hall. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, consistently. Like, well, uh, I I had to do I had to like go to a bunch of booths for Kickstarter on Thursday, and I I I mean I'm not kidding I literally did like half the haul, and by the end of it I was like muttering to myself. I like went back to the Kickstarter room, and everybody was like, "How did it go?" And I was like, "Please don't talk to me for 20 minutes." I just talked to more people in the last three hours than I have in two and a half years. I like sat like if I could have sat under a table somewhere, I would have. It was that like. Please don't perceive me. I'm going to eat a bag of popcorn and some yogurt covered raisins and chug some water while my soul reconstitutes because it is currently dust. Like I like I like couldn't handle one more social interaction. And then after That's 20 fair. minutes, I was like, <laughs> OK, I'm back. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah, that's fair. Totally. So, so many people. It was so many people. It was, it was a lot of people. It was more people than I've yeah. seen in a very long time. And and yeah, I, I look forward to next year, though. I mean, is everybody planning on next year? Oh, yeah. Theoretically, yeah. yeah. I, hopefully next year will be better, right? Um, It was funny. Mm-hmm. I was in the elevator at my hotel and somebody, it was like the first or second night, there's like five of us in the elevator, which I wasn't super stoked about. But um, yeah. um and the one person's like, Man, this is just like this is this feels like regular Gen Con again. We just gotta get rid of these masks, you know? And literally no one responded. It was like pin drop. Like I'm literally in the elevator wearing a mask. Like and so were two other people for the record. So like, hey bud, read the room. Like take a right. scan before you go flapping your flappy flap. Right. Um, oh, oh, I do have a fun story. Oh, all right. Uh, Go ahead. I was in the line at Starbucks the first day, and I got super hit on by a man who was a farmer. And I was like, it was like, like captive audience or else, you know, I I mean, I could have just left, but I was like in this line and he was just like, you know, talk, talk, talk. And like doing that, like, 
you know how like sometimes like you'll get that like backhanded like compliment where somebody's like sort of like trying to like put you down to flirt with you and I was like this is so terrible and at the very end he was like can I buy your breakfast and I was like oh absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh no my company's buying me breakfast and I just like ran away absolutely not (laughs) I the things that that women have to put up with I will say this. I thought there were more women at and girls at this Gen Con that like a significantly higher percentage of the audience yeah. were women and girls mm-hmm. than in previous years. I don't know what, mm-hmm. maybe like, I don't know, something about the pandemic. It's something um, about the years we've really seen. A, I was so happy to see so many women and girls. Like, I'm not saying it was 50-50. I mean, certainly. No, I think no. there's a Venn diagram overlap between dudes that bother girls and make them not want to go to places and dudes that refuse to get vaccines and wear a mask. I feel oh, like it's that, yeah. circle, but I feel like it's, it's, it's close. So Nicole, would you, do you agree with that? I do agree with that. Yeah. This, this guy that hit on me definitely had big, um, like, Oh, can you take out your headphones so I can talk to you energy? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'd say, Racial diversity is always it's gets better every year, but it's definitely a slow increase. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, so I was happy to to see that at least it was. It's always nice to get that. You know, all diversity is better. And I was gonna say it definitely felt mm-hmm. like it was more diverse this year. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think I've gone since twenty eighteen. Uh, uh, one of the guys that came with my friend Adam from Minnesota, like that was this was his first con ever, and he was actually really surprised about the, the outward support for like the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. there. And I said, yeah, you know, of course we have our problems are in our community, you know, in the gaming community, just like they are everywhere. There's definitely a lot of, a lot of people that don't respect that, but I think that generally speaking, a lot of us have tried to do our best to make this a more open and accepting place uh, for that crowd specifically. So he, yeah, being a person who'd never been to a con before, he was very impressed with that. So that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Cool. Awesome. Well, hey, y'all, this has been a super fun convo that we've had here about ye old Gen Con and the return to Gen Con. And uh, yeah. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to next year. Um, yeah. Gen Con 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Gen Con 3, The Search for Curly's Gold. <laughs> we'll go with that one, yeah. So, um, all right, all right. Well, uh, hey, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this show as well uh, and our, all of our awesome guests. Um, if you uh, want to get in touch with us, you can, of course, go to buildingthegamepodcast.com. There you can find a link to our Discord. If you join our Discord, you could DM me and ask about that parking, and I'll definitely tell you. <laughs> so um, into Jason's DMs. There you go. Yeah, that's great. Um, if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, uh, the podcast is at PodcastBTG. I am at J.A. Slingerland. Um, Ed is at Ed Wedding. Nate is at Nate Darty. Nicole is at Toits. And Kelly is at Kenny Ho. So feel free to follow us all, get in touch with us all. It'll be great. But come back next week, as always. That'd be great, too. Uh, Next week, we'll have a whole other episode for you, like we have the last 534 weeks. It'll be crazy, (laughs) won't it? Uh, (laughs) We invite you back next time. But until then, good night. Good night from the 38th parallel. Good night. Good night. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.